From the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, presented by a Cloud Guru, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Cloudcast. Uh, we're coming to you live from the massive Cloudcast studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina, and um, we're we're going to set a record here. I think, Brian, this is what three shows in a row. It's just you and I. That's right. Yeah, I I, I was thinking maybe we should have like a, what's we should set the line like what's the over under on the number of shows you'll do in a row here. Uh, <laughs> you know, should we set it at like four or should we set it like three and a half right now? Or uh... well, you know, this is the first year of uh, our first year, first podcast for 2018 for for the new year. So why don't we just go ahead and call this my uh, my New Year's resolution is to be on the podcast more? How's that? All right, that's that's fair enough. That's fair enough. How did you uh, how did you survive the end of 2017? Um, you know, actually it was, it was pretty mild, uh, comparatively, I guess, you know, we're getting old here. Um, there isn't a lot of partying going on in this house anymore. It's just the way it tends to be these days. And I'm perfectly fine with that. How about you? Yeah, mine was, mine was good. I spent like the last week doing nothing but like changing light bulbs, putting new batteries and stuff, basically like fixing stuff around the house that, uh, that needed fixing. So I think we're good for, for a few more months. Uh, but yeah, like every, everything that like the kids needed, like setting up iCloud crapola and, and all that stuff, that's been like the last week, which has been good. It's been relaxing. Yeah, yeah. So why don't we dig into the topic for today? Um, so this is going to be slightly different. And we've covered this a couple times, you know, on other people's podcasts, but I don't know that we've ever done it on our own podcast. And, you know, we're almost seven years in now. So we wanted to talk a little bit today about creating a tech podcast and kind of give everyone a little bit of, you know, some th- guidelines to get started, some tools that we've used, some tricks, some tips. And so, Brian, where do we want to kind of start off today? Yeah. And I think the reason we wanted to do this was was a couple of things. One, um, you know, we are in a little bit of a, of a slow season from a technology perspective. There isn't <clears throat> usually a lot of announcements made in January and people are kind of getting back into their year and they're starting to you know, figure out where they're going to spend all that budget. But the second thing is, I think we've gotten more and more people who we've heard from people who say, you know, I'm thinking of starting a podcast or, you know, we've been on other people's podcast or even, hey, my, my company now wants us to, to do a podcast. So like, you know, this may be something that you do in your regular job as opposed to your day job. So we thought, okay, you know, we've been doing this. This is now going to go into our eighth year. Why don't we basically open the kimono and share with you guys everything that we've learned in seven or eight years and, um, you know, put it all out there. And if you can learn something from it, that's cool. So, um, so why don't we start with the really, the, the most basic thing, which is, okay, you, you think you want to do a podcast, like what's your motivation for doing a podcast? I think that's probably the best place to start as opposed to all the technical details. Like, why do you want to do this? Yeah. So, so I will start with, and people have heard this on, on our show that have listened a, a long time for us personally. Um, this was, you know, not part of the day job. Nope. This was a, a side thing, and this was our way to both learn and stay on top of the industry. And, you know, it's an area we wanted to get into. Um, so, you know, to be really clear, we weren't the experts here. No, nope. right. And no, so no, that's no. that that I <laughs> that I want to be the, the first clear thing of like, you don't have to be the expert in the field you want to go into. You just need to have a a motivation and a willingness to learn. Um, but that also goes to kind of understanding the markets, um, and understanding the marketing of your podcast. You know, for us, we very much get started with the premise of, we want to learn, 
we're not the experts. We want to get people on that are the experts and we want to share that knowledge. And, and for us specifically around emerging tech, that was something that was very interesting to us. And so, you know, what I would say for everyone out there is go look at the market, you know, how many podcasts are out there or kind of a little bit of who are you competing with? And for us, you know, we kind of thought we found a niche, um, and, uh, you know, definitely something to look for. What are, what are kind of your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think, you know, you, you, I mean, like we said a long, you know, a long, long time ago, you know, we started this basically because we don't live in Silicon Valley and we, we felt like we needed some way to, to be connected to, to a community at the time. You know, we thought of it as Silicon Valley. Obviously the community has, has morphed and, and you can be part of community anywhere these days. Um, but yeah, that was, that was it. I think if for us, it was, I mean, we, we always said, look, if nobody ever listens to the show, but we can still convince guests to come on, we're still going to learn something. And, you know, we're going to give the guests the ability to, to talk about the thing that they're passionate about. So there was, you know, there was kind of a win-win scenario that we had from, from day one. Um, you know, I, I think you have to figure out like, why are you doing this? Are you doing this because your company wants you to do it? In which case maybe it's a marketing endeavor or, you know, something along those lines. Are you doing it because you want to learn? You know, maybe you are an expert in something and it would be awesome for you to share it. And you feel like talking is a better way of doing it than, than writing or whiteboarding or making videos. And, And those are all perfectly good goals and so forth. Um, I think the biggest thing I would say is, you know, in terms of, in terms of goals, set your goals fairly big because, you know, expect to do this for a while. I mean, maybe you only do it for a year, but expect to do it for a while. Um, set your goals fairly big and, um, you know, and, and, and then go into it with that, that one sort of purpose. Like I'm going to try and do that thing really, really well. And I think if you do that, um, you'll probably start off down the right path of, uh, of, of making something that other people might want to listen to. Yeah. And, and that'll, that's a good seg- segue into the next topic of the, you know, People tend to ask us a kind of common set of questions. You know, one of them is, is, you know, I've got this idea and I want to get started. But the, the, the next one is how much of a commitment is this really? Yeah. Um, and, and there's, you know, the, the recording and the editing aspects of it. Um, there is the scheduling aspects of it. You know, not everyone has a full grasp of the time commitment involved. Um, and up front in particular, because right. everything gets more efficient with time. And so, Brian, what would be kind of some of your your thoughts on Yeah, how commitment? much time it takes. And, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, this is one of those answers I think we've learned from talking to a lot of people that it kind of depends. And in, in the, the it depends stuff really depends on how, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, like how sort of anal retentive you are about how perfect the audio has to be. Um, it depends on how flexible your schedule is. It'll depend a little bit on, on kind of who you know or who you're willing to talk to. You know, for us, I'll just throw this out there so, sort of where we are these days. Um, you know, finding a guest can can be anywhere from like one or two emails to, you know, could be like a dozen emails by the time you try and schedule some things and work around your schedule. Um the recording of the show typically takes about an hour, right? So we typically say, hey, block out an hour. We're going to record about 30, 35 minutes, 40 minutes. Um, we luck out and we, we get some back channel conversations that we have with people off the record a lot of times. So, you know, block out an hour-ish. Um, and then the editing thing is is where it can take anywhere from 20 or 30 minutes if you don't get too picky about taking out all the ums and ahs and, and all that kind of stuff to, you know, when we first got started, I mean, it used to take you like four or five hours because you were super picky about taking them all out. And, uh, and our, and our good friend, John Troyer finally said, guys, you're going to, you're going to go crazy trying to take them all out. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Make the conversation sound natural. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 the publishing aspect of it also can't be um, underconsidered. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because it's not just hey, upload it to your podcast feed. It is you know put it on Twitter. It is put it on LinkedIn. It is put it in you know Facebook and Google groups and all these other places where the indexing and searching engines can pick everything up. Um, and having a clear publishing pipeline is actually probably the the one thing actually we probably still struggle with. I feel like the scheduling, the scheduling is just the scheduling. I'd actually say the scheduling probably takes almost, you know, almost 50% of our time sometimes. Yep, yep. Um, and then, and then of course there's researching and, and, and writing show notes, which I would say would be second, but then having that efficient editing and publishing pipeline um, is something you want to nail down early because that's something you're going to be doing over and over and over. I mean, this is, you know, this is show 328. Um, <laughs> so this is something we've been improving on uh, over the last 328 shows, and we right. continue to do that. Right, right. And one thing I'll throw out to folks who are listening to this, um, <clears throat> if you look in the show notes, I put a couple of links to some Google documents, um, and there are copies of some things that we use. One of them is basically our flow. Um, everything from like, how do we record? What tools do we use? How do we edit stuff? Where do we publish things? Um, by no means is it sort of a perfect blueprint, but it will give you a sense of like, okay, what are all the steps I need to think of? Um, there's some things in there that Aaron has put in there about how to automate some of it. Um, you know, where to, where you can save some time and so forth. Um, so there's a link to that in the show notes. And there's also a, uh, a copy example of kind of how we map out the show notes. So we always tell people that the show isn't scripted, um, but you will find that as you're doing a show, if you've thought through, if you've done your research on, on the guest, the topic, whatever it is, and if at least you've written down some notes that are, that are kind of in order or logical, um, you'll keep the conversation tight. Um, and quite honestly, one of the biggest things we've learned about the show is, you know, don't, don't go too long. People, people only give you so much of their precious time. And, um, usually 30 minutes is sort of a sweet spot. If you want to be less than 30 minutes, that's fine. But, uh, if you don't, you know, and we've been on people's show and, and no offense to other people, but like, if you don't have your, if you don't have your questions written down, you kind of don't have your act together, like taking up two hours of your guest time and then starting over and stopping and starting is, is not a very pleasant experience for them. And you want to make them, you know, want to feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's kind of move into the, the getting started part. Of course we have the documents and I'd say everyone go look at those, but what are some of the, let's go into the nitty gritty details, which I don't know that we've ever done too much on this show. Um, what are some of like the tools and some of the actual behind the scenes process that we, we tend to go through? Yeah. So there's really, so, so the first thing to, to, to understand is, you know, starting a podcast, running a podcast, not very expensive. Um, you know, there's a couple of really big things that you want to get right early on. And, uh, and then once you get those things right, things sort of flow along. So the first thing we would say is if, if your audio quality is bad, um, nobody will listen. There are too many other good shows out there. So, you know, make an investment in a, in a good microphone. Um, it, it's going to cost you yeah maybe $200. Um, we put a link to some recommendations on a bunch of good microphones. So, you know, let's say you're in for a couple hundred bucks. Um, the next thing you want to do is you want to find somebody who's going to be a good sort of partner in terms of being an aggregator for you, publishing the show for you. Um, we use a company called Buzzsprout. We've used them since day one. They were one of the few that were out there at the time. There's a bunch of others that are out there now. Um, but you want a partner who you know is reliable, uh, will syndicate your show. That's a really important thing. 
And then the last one is, um, you know, invest in a couple of tools. So there's a lot of free stuff out there, a lot of open store stuff, but you basically want a good recording tool and one or two good editing tools. And, and those will, you know, take decent audio quality and make them sound really, really good. So um, those again are in the show notes, but those are the basic cost. And then, you know, you want to go into a few, what are the other sort of monthly costs that you tend to run into? Yeah, well, so what's interesting is um, some people will, I'll be contrarian slightly, um, in that there's a lot of folks out there that, you know, will have a really, really nice website and web hosting and all of that. And if if you go look at our website, and it's been a running joke, but I'm going to bring it up yet again, you know, our website is a free website. It's yeah. a blogger website. We don't pay anything for our hosting. And that's one of the reasons why we've never gone off of it, because uh, it it meets the needs. Um, you know, for us, it's more about, especially these days, as everything's going more and more mobile, that that the website um, isn't a integral part of the podcast experience. So I would say, you know, don't stress about the website, first of all. Um, but there is certainly there's web hosting, there's uh, podcast hosting. Um, if you look at uh, tools like, say, Zencaster that's out there that we're considering uh, potentially for going to as a future recording platform, there's a monthly cost for, for Zencasters. But, you know, it's basically what is your, your basic hosting costs um, and then your one-time hardware and software costs. And that's really it. Right. Um, right. And, and so for us, it's been... Really, and then um, we use we tend to use Audacity and a lot of free tools that right. are out there for the actual editing themselves. Um, so it's you know it, I would say the biggest investment for people um, is definitely time. Yeah, um, it is it is how much of a commitment you you want to do, and you don't you know they they even have a term for it pod fading. You don't you don't do ten episodes and quit. Um, right. That's probably the biggest thing is get the first ten to twenty out right. um, and get in the habit of it. Right. Yeah. The other thing, the other thing I'll say is, is, um, you know, as, as you're selecting tools and so forth, you know, think, think about it as two things and we'll get into the format and and how many people are on your show and all that stuff. But like, number one, um, think about using tools that are going to be collaboration friendly, right? So like we use Google docs and a bunch of stuff, things that allow us to be like, it'll just work on any device. Um, I can share it with anybody. You know, I don't have to worry about a lot of logins to stuff. So, you know, keep that in mind because you're going to want to share things either with your partner or with your guests or, or people that are you know reaching out to you. Um, and the second thing is, you know, as you're thinking about the tools, you know, think about the fact that as you're recording, you may not always get the guests the way you want to. So you, you know, you want to be able to do things like, can, if the guest doesn't have Skype, can I just call their cell phone? Can I call into a bridge? Do I have a way of, you know, connecting your tool to a, an external tool? Cause you know, you want to make it as easy for the guest as possible, uh, you know, in order, because they may, you may record during the day, you may record at night, they might be calling in from their cell phone. So just, you know, be, think about flexibility as you're starting to, to pick your tools. Yeah. Yep, so the absolutely. next one, the next one I had on the list, and this is probably one of the, the biggest areas that people ask us questions about all the time is, okay, so I, I got some tools. I think I want to do this. I'm, I'm motivated, right? Like I, I had a, a brilliant idea. What are the hard parts? Like, you know, what you, you guys have been doing this for seven or eight years. Like, what are the things that you can tell me that's going to save me from skinning my knee and getting a bunch of scars? Like, what are the hard parts of part, podcasting? Uh, scheduling, scheduling scheduling um <laughs> that that is i think been our biggest constant challenge whether it's been um just even getting the two of us 
on the the same time slot versus a guest, you know, trying to organize a minimum of three schedules uh, tends to be the hardest part. And that that is why you've noticed um, one thing, you know, at least we decided early on is we made all of our workflow, the tools, everything we're doing, everything's written down, everything's documented. And why did we do that? We did that so that Brian and I are, are interchangeable and there is no, oh, Brian has to be there because he has to record or Brian has to be there because he has to publish or Aaron has to be there because he does the show notes. Like we are completely interchangeable and optional as right. long as there's one of us here. And even we've run shows with, with guest hosts before where we've given them the same, you know, the same things we're putting out today. We've given them and said, look, here's kind of what we do. Here's the format. Go run with it and just give us the MP3 back. Right. Um, and, and I, so I would say consider that first of all, because that just makes the scheduling 10 times easier because you're, you're removing some constraints from the system when you do something like that. So that's number one. Um, the next one I would say is well, and, and, is, one, and one little thing, and, and one little thing on scheduling. Um, you know, scheduling is like you said, scheduling the hard is the hardest thing. The the one record, the one thing we learned, and, and we've varied from this somewhat, but one thing we've learned and we've tried to stick to is um, instead of trying to play uh, calendar roulette, the maybe one of the best things you can do is say, here's what time the show always records at, and and that's what you can send out to your guests, right? And you can say, look, we always record Tuesday night, eight o'clock you know, Eastern time or something. And, you know, can you make it that time as opposed to trying to schedule around five different calendars and somebody's executive admin and all this sort of stuff? Like sometimes that's a good starting way to do it until you get to a point where you're like, yeah, I have a whole bunch of guests piled up and, and I can do whatever I want to. But that's just one little trick that we learned is um, you pick a time and, and then, you know, force everybody to work around that time. Yeah. And the other one I would say is um, consistency. And, and again, we learned our way into this one over time of we we originally had the idea of that this was going to be a weekly show. And then, the, you know, you'll go back and you'll see sometimes we're weekly, sometimes we're not. Sometimes we skipped a few weeks. Sometimes we did more than one in one week. And <clears throat> we kind of realized over time, though, um, while that is easiest for us again the commitment aspect of all of this folks want a regular podcast at a regular time that leads to the most subscriptions and the most listens over time and so you know figure for us we tend to publish by friday mornings in time for the weekend um and that that works for us but we found it works for our our listeners as well but you know having the consistency of Every Friday, uh, you know, when somebody pulls up their their podcast app, there's a new episode that helps with subscriptions more than anything. Right. Right. Yeah. We we learned that sort of the hard way. I, I think we learned, you know, we struggled early on just because we didn't know enough guests. And so we couldn't get a show out every week. Um, we eventually started doing shows at events and we thought, oh, this will be great. We'll do 10 shows. And we did that a number of times. One of the things we learned was we would we would dump all 10 shows at the same time and like half the shows would never get listened because you know they wouldn't fit in the podcast player somebody would only download 3 or 4 um or you know, people would be like, I'm sick of listening about that topic. Like, I don't want to hear any more about OpenStack or about whatever it is. Um, so, you know, even if you record a couple at a time, you want to figure out how to space them out. Um, but then you also want to realize that people like variety. They don't want to hear 
you know, even if it's 10 variations on the same topic, they don't really want to hear all that. So, um, again, it goes back to, that's why we don't do very many shows at shows anymore. And we, we, we limit them. Um, but, but scheduling, yeah, scheduling is everything. It's, it's, it's the one thing we've learned. People, people will binge watch Netflix, but they don't really like to binge listen podcast. Um, even though sometimes you'll hear people say, Oh, I want on a plane and listen to three or four of them. I don't think they want to listen to 10 of them. That's, that's the data. That we've seen. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing I would just add to that. So, you know, we, you know, our guidelines tend to be publish weekly. Um, but I would also say publish weekly at a minimum, but don't publish more than two in a week. Right. Um, and it goes to that topic of, so, you know, we kind of did the stats and we, and as we went through all the different shows and we played with how to kind of trickle them out of, do we do two a week? Do we do three a week? Do we dump them all in the feed to maximize the amount of listens um, we found, you know, one a week at a minimum two a week at a maximum, right. To kind of be the sweet spot. So that's just something we've learned into over the years as well. And we're kind of giving out as guidance. Yeah. The, the, there, there's two other things I'll say uh, would will fall into the things that are hard category, right? The first one is, um, and this is just the reality of it. And, and honestly, I don't know that we're any better at it now, but like you, if you are hosting the show, you will suck at it for a while and just, be prepared that, you know, as you're listening to yourself and a lot of people don't like to listen to themselves, like it takes a lot of reps. And we've told a lot of people this that have gotten started. You're going to need almost a full year of doing shows. And maybe that's like 20 or 30 shows, or maybe it's 50 shows or whatever it is. But like, it takes a while to get used to asking questions, feeling comfortable asking questions, you know, hearing the answers from people, um, whether that's your co-host or yourself, and then learning how to play off of those things. Um, so, you know, don't, don't get down on yourself if you feel like, man, the first couple of shows just sucked. I sounded terrible. I didn't like how I sounded. Like the reality is everybody sucks at podcasting or anything that you're doing net new that's a media thing when you first get started. Just keep plowing through it. You need a bunch of reps, I would say anywhere from twenty to thirty shows, and then you'll start to you'll start to figure out what the right pace and sort of tempo that you need to, to at least sound respectable. Yep. Agreed. What's next on our list? Um well, I don't have this one. I don't have this one on our list, but you know, I ought to throw this out there. Well, you know, I, I do have it at the end, but let me let me throw out the beginning of it here. Um, people will say, "Okay, cool. I'm going to spend some time on this. Time is money. Either how much money should I make, or you know, how do I convince my spouse or whatever? This is worth the time to do it. Like, give people the 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 bare bones of like just how much money and groupies and tour buses and all the perks that go along with podcasting. Like, let's talk about the fame and fortune of this real quick." Yes. So we, we get to have, um, we call it the Cloudcast Christmas party. Um, we, we take our wives to dinner, um, around this time every year. <laughs> yeah, there is, uh, there, there is, there is no money. Let, let me, let me just put it this way. Regardless of if you see people say they have sponsors or they do Patreon or whatever, there's no money in podcasting. You will not make out unless you do it as your full-time job. You're Adam Carolla or Mark Marin or Joe Rogan or, you know, the pod save America people like there's no money in this. So think of it as purely a hobby. Um, if you break even, that's awesome. Um, and you will have to convince your spouse that the, you know, hour or two hours a week that you're spending or whatever you're spending is basically like career development. That's the way to think about it. Um, don't, don't get into this thing because you're, you're trying to make any money whatsoever. You will meet a lot of people. You might get invited to events and get some free tickets, but there, there ain't no money in the, in the banana hammock, as they say. (laughs) Yep. So, 
Uh, where do we want to go next? So uh, why don't we? Why don't you want to go in the? the why don't we, this recording? is this is yeah. This is your this is your sort of uh, favorite area. Why don't we talk a little bit about the basics of recording, publishing, editing, um, so that the thing that comes out is you know somewhat professional looking. Yeah. So think of it this way. I'll, I'll kind of do it in the order in which we actually do all of this. So you know, we record. Um, we actually go. I forget the name of the actual products, but the company is Rogue Amoeba. Um, you know, both Brian and I are, are Mac folks, and so Rogue Amoeba, uh, Rogue Rogue Amoeba makes a really good product line of how do you um it's hijacking software how do you hijack skype and so we use skype um we record all of that actually in high quality uh um AIFF. it's basically yeah aiff it's basically cd quality recording and i'll tell you why we do that in a second um <clears throat> so we do that and we we basically hit record we talk we do our thing then we will uh take it from there we'll put it into audacity we'll do editing in audacity and uh, editing is where we'll you know chop off the mistakes or skype drops or any of those other things then you get the raw file well, what we actually do, and you, you kind of have to search for, the, for it at this point, um, but there is a tool out there. The company uh, went out of business. It was a podcast network a long time ago, but it's called Levelator. Um, I mean, it was like the Conversations Network or something like that. But anyway, you can find the download out there. But it only takes Wave or AIFF files as input. That's why we record it in AIFF. Um, and what it does... It, it basically normalizes the levels of the guests as well as you so that you have one nice even volume level. And that was a, you know, we didn't do this for a long time and we got a lot of complaints of like, we're super loud and our guest on Skype is super soft. And that, that was just a nature of the recording formats. And so level later was was and still is kind of this magical tool to fix everything. So yep. go find Levelator. Um, you know, I, I would say if you if you do nothing else for your sound quality, run everything through Levelator. Um, so that becomes, and then once we have it through Levelator, then we throw it back into Audacity and we put on our intro and outro. And uh, you know, if we have sponsors, we'll put our sponsors in there. And so this is, you know, basically all the magic kind of tends to happen in Audacity. Um, and then from there, uh, we actually use another tool for the MP3 tags, uh, which is another rogue amoeba product called Fission. Um, and that's where we do the podcast art and all of that. And then we kind of kick it out and we throw it in Dropbox so that, you know, we have an archive of it all and, and we upload it. Um, right. And the show notes we do in Google Docs, the, um, the actual publishing of the files themselves, we, we use through Blogger. Um, I don't know. What am I? Is there anything else? Yeah. And then, we, and then again, we use that tool Buzzsprout, which is sort of our, our, our publishing right. tool. And yeah. it, it makes sure that stuff goes out to iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and gives it basically gives out an RSS feed that that the world can pick up on. Um, yep. You know, and, and I think the one thing to, to take away from that is people might be sitting here listening to that going, good, good. You know, that 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 sounds like a ton of work and a lot of tools. And, you know, I don't want to keep up with all that stuff like isn't there like a SaaS service that does all this for us? And, and the reality is, yeah, there are. Um, we've never used one, mostly because we're a little bit old school and, and we've tried some things a little bit. And unfortunately, some of these services go out of business. And um, so I, I think the thing I would say is, you know, 
kind of like anything, anything else in life, sort of like know the basics of how you would do it if you didn't have the SaaS service. And then, you know, if you're really just like, I don't want to deal with any of that stuff, um, you know, play around with a few of them, make some, make some sample recordings, play around with a few of them. Um, they will typically cost you, I don't know, 10 bucks a month, 12 bucks a month. And that very well may be worth your time and, and money to say, look, I just don't want to deal with any of that stuff. I just want to send them a file. They'll clean it up. They'll put the music on it. Or, you know, they might even do some cool things like transcribing it or transcoding it or whatever. Um, but yeah, that, that's the basics of kind of, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of how we record and how we publish. And if you want to And let me just it, add this. Yeah. The, the, that entire workflow I just described, you and I have down to what, 15, 20 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's a lot of steps, and we actually have a you know a document that we go through step by step. Here, do this, do, you know, put it in this tool, put it in this, do this, do this. But we're we've done it so many times that 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 if the efficiency of it, it used to be an hour, hour and a half. Now it's like twenty minutes tops, because right, right. we just pull up this tool, run it through there, put it in here. And so I, yeah, like you were saying earlier, the I think one of the main reasons we've never gone to one of the new podcasting services is because we completely understand our tool chain. It works and it's extremely fast and efficient at this point. Yep. Yep. And, and again, it's in the show notes. If you guys want to steal what we did, feel free to, to borrow it. And um, if you have suggestions, feel free to send us some suggestions. If you start doing some stuff and you're like, Hey, this is, uh, you know, I looked at your steps three through six and this one thing can, can combine all those into one. We'd love to hear that. So listen, we are, uh, we're running uh, kind of, you know, pretty close to the end. What uh, I guess the last thing we always get a question of is, okay, you guys do this. You you obviously have day jobs. Um, you've bounced around at different jobs and so forth. Like, how do you manage the you know not just the you know time between your day job and the other job? I mean, we have the potential a lot to have conflicts of interest. You know, you work for a storage company, I work for a software company, and you know sometimes we have guests that people might say, well, are they competitive to what you do? Like, how do how do we manage the potential? conflicts at our jobs or conflicts of interest or, or anything along those lines? Well, the number one rule is you don't shit where you eat. No, exactly. I'm just <laughs> right. don't, don't get yourself fired. Exactly. <laughs> um, that, that's the easy way to put this. The, the, the longer answer to all of this, though, is um, what, at least for me personally, uh, you know, I've we've been doing this long enough that the if you know any job I've come into, cause I've been through a number of jobs since we've done this podcast. Um, it's a requirement of, for me doing the job up front. I check with them up front. Is this a problem? And you know, is it cool that I'm doing this? And the answer has always been, no, this is fantastic. It, you know, it allows you to, to stay sharp and, and stay on top of the industry. And that's exactly what we need. And so I've never personally had any pushback on it. Now, We've also been very smart on it, though, in that we intentionally don't have, uh, bl you know, blatantly have our employers on the podcast. We don't blatantly have major competitors to our, you know, our day jobs on the podcast. So there is a certain amount of, you know, dancing around topics that we do at times. Um, but, you know, the, again, it goes back to the amount of money you make off, to the, off of this. This is a side hobby that is career development to stay on top of the industry. This is not paying the mortgage. Right. Um. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The other thing I'll throw out there is, is you know, and I've, I've run into this with a, with a few jobs and, um, you know, occasionally somebody will go, hey, I listened to your show. And, you know, why did you talk to so-and-so or, so, you know, sometimes you got to remember that 
you know, learning about this stuff, if you think about it in the context of your day job, can be looked at as, you know, I don't want to call it sort of, you know, competitive intelligence. Like you're not getting anything that's probably not out in the public domain. Like nobody's going to tell you any secrets, but sometimes, you know, just talking about it and forcing yourself to do some homework to learn about something um, that, you know, your competitor might be leading you in or, or is, is innovating around, you know, is a good opportunity for you to, um, you know, to get smarter about a space. And if that, if that helps you in your day job, that can be, that can be a useful thing. And, and, and quite honestly, like, you know, people that come on the show aren't dummies. They, they, if they, if they perceive that we're going to, you know, treat them unfairly or make them look bad or whatever, like they don't want, they're not going to come on the show either. So it, it does have a sort of a natural balance to it that, um, you know, hasn't, like you said, hasn't really been too big of a problem, but we do, we do get a lot of questions sometimes from like PR agencies who go like, Hey, would it be okay if my guest comes on, even though you guys in your day job do something else? And, you know, we, we try and be very transparent with them, right? Like our job is to educate, at least in this context, um, for Cloudcast. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about stuff that, you know, again, is out in the public domain. We don't want to make commercials. If we were making commercials for 30 minutes, nobody would listen. So we've always tried to walk around that uh, as finely as we can. Like you said, uh, the, the number one goal is don't get fired and uh, have the regular paycheck not show up. Yeah. And the, the last thing I wanted to cover, because we put it in the links, but we didn't necessarily call it out as a topic. Um, what are some of the um, production aspects of it? Like, how do you so we you know, we we have a voiceover. Yep. Um, we have uh, music that we've purchased um, as our intro and outro music. We've put those links in the show notes. But but I would say, you know, the for the, the biggest thing to do is it is not expensive to get you know, professional voiceover or to go purchase music. Um, if you go look at the links, you know, Fiverr is the main link we use. And there's this one lady in particular that we've been using for years uh, for our voiceovers. Um, you know, it's five bucks. Yeah. Um, plus a plus a commercial use license, which is I don't know, like an additional twenty, right. something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. And then the purchase music was like I forget, it was like fifty bucks for the song or something like. I don't even remember exactly, but you know, the the don't be intimidated. Um, at the uh you know being able to go out and, and get these services they're out there there's links in the show notes and they're relatively inexpensive right right and don't do something dumb like you know you love rage against the machine so you're going to use that as your music and you forget that you're not allowed to you know sort of publicly use less than 10 seconds or something like don't do something dumb and, and reuse somebody's you know licensed music and then somehow you get a, a phone call from somebody that says hey you either got to take all your shows down or you owe us a bunch of money or you know like there, there's plenty of stuff that's either really cheap or or free license, free stuff for music. Um, you know, you use something like that. Don't get yourself in trouble. Don't do something dumb just because you're like, Oh, I love this song or, you know, it reminds me of something from my high school days or something. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, well, listen, man, I think we, I think we covered a lot. And for a lot of people that listened to the show, they were like, Oh, that wasn't technical. But again, you know, we are seeing more and more people that are using podcasts. Um, and I think to a certain extent, you could take the things that we talked about today and you could apply them just in terms of sort of the preparation, the scheduling, trying to make it sound professional. Um, you could apply that to, Hey, I've got to do whiteboards for my job, or even just, I have to present for my job and you know, how do I make sure I'm prepared? So hopefully some of the tips and tricks that we gave you, um, will be helpful, um, you know, in, in whatever endeavor you might use them. Again, if you, if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us an email, shoot us a Twitter. Um, we're happy to share some of this stuff and, uh, you know, like we said, we've been doing it for eight years. So if nothing else, we have lots of uh, scrapes and scars and, and battle wounds and stuff to share if, uh, if anybody's interested in learning about it. Well, listen, awesome. man, why don't we wrap it up? Why don't you take us home and uh, we will look forward to a, a great 2018 with everybody this year. 
Yep. So the uh, one final bit, we didn't talk about it at the top of the show, but uh, you know, if you're interested, we are still raising money for the North Carolina Children's Home through the Krispy Kreme Challenge, the, the, the crazy donut race Brian and I do every year. Uh, donations are, are looking really good, and, and but if you would like to, go to our webpage at thecloudcast.net. Um, the link is in the top right-hand corner on that. Just click on that, and we would love uh, to do, if you would do a donation for the North Carolina Children's Home, all of the proceeds go to them. So with that, um, on behalf of Brian and myself, thank you very much for listening this week, and we'll talk to everyone next week. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more podcasts, show notes, and everything social media. And visit acloud.guru for all your cloud training needs.